Hey everybody and welcome to an unforgettable Wild Ride with Steve-O. This week we have Frankie Muniz, famously of Malcolm in the Middle. And if you Google Frankie Muniz, you will read that he can't even remember being on Malcolm in the Middle because of concussions or mini strokes, medical conditions. And we ask him about this, he gets to the bottom of this rumor for the very first time publicly ever. Wow, it's a big deal. And you know what else is a big deal? The holidays, man. And I want you to win your White Elephant Gift Giving Award with a gift that's going to make people laugh and they're actually going to use it. What gift is that? Well, it is the Lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped, which is responsible for the young and sexy look I'm sporting right now. Man, do I love my Manscaped grooming products. Keep me looking young and fit. And I better look fit because I'm doing a photo shoot for men's health in five days. But besides the point, let's get you to win that gift-giving contest by stocking up on Manscaped gear and getting a 20% off plus free shipping bonus. That's right. If you go to manscaped.com slash Stevo, it's 20% off your order plus free shipping. And, dude, I use it. I love it. It's fun. It's funny. And you need to buy this for your loved ones for the holidays. So one more time, manscaped.com slash Stevo, 20% off your order plus free shipping. Now, let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, Frankie Muniz. <laughs> What's up? Yeah, dude, man. How's Thank you for doing this. No, thanks for having me out. This is cool. And you've met Scott Randolph Scott. and yeah. the gorgeous Paul Brisky. What's, What's up? up, bro? How's it going? Great to meet <laughs> so, uh, you. We were talking about Arizona real estate before you got here. Yeah, about that, dude. Yeah. How long have you been in Phoenix? I've actually lived here for 13 years. Oh, so, like, shit. kind of right after Malcolm ended, I, I bailed and uh, came here and never looked back. Um, and and is, it's, it's true that you're a race car driver? Yeah. Uh, well, 2005, I started, when I was still doing Malcolm, I started racing a little bit and then kind of went into professionally after the show ended. I raced in Formula BMW, moved up into Champ Car, Champ Car Atlantics, had an IndyCar ride for 2010, but I broke my back, pins in my hand, a whole bunch of Ooh. big injuries. And just by the time I healed, I started doing other things and always thought I'd go back racing and, you know. I guess there's still time. Is it true that when you race, you actually like lose a lot of weight during the race? Oh yeah, I, I think you know one thing people think with race car drivers is, oh, I drive all the time. I drive down the highway. Like it's not a sport. It's not physical. You drive an open wheel car. You're pulling five G's in the corner. Your heart rate never drops below 180 beats per minute the entire two hours. It's like sprinting uphill for two hours. Shit, you know yeah, what I wow. mean? So you'll lose seven, eight pounds a race easily. Um, and how do you but, go? Do you go pee at all? Or you're just losing so much liquid that you just sweat it all out. There's times where, like before, like right when the race is about to start, like I get in the car, I'm like, oh my god, I have to pee. And they they tell you just pee in your suit. And there's two reasons: a, like you don't have time to get out, but b, if you crash with a full bladder, you're gonna explode your bladder. Yeah, you know oh, what I mean. Shit. So just pee in your suit; it's fine. Don't hold it. Yeah, don't. Have hold you ever it. peed in your suit? I peed in my suit. It took a you know. At first, you're like, I don't want to ruin. I gotta get out. You know what I mean? Like, I gotta like. If you, you win, you're gonna have to like hug people. Or you'll be covered in piss. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, it's it's one of those kind of as soon as the green flag goes out, your brain like you kind of forget it. You know what I mean? For me, at least. Yeah. You know, so. I don't That's know. crazy. I don't know if you're like going on going on stage or something. And you're like, I gotta pee, but you go on stage and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I forgot. Right, to pee. dude, that's me. You know, I have to pee before every. Scott show. steps on stage and his heart rate never goes under 180 beats per yeah. minute. Yeah, <laughs> eight, eight pounds a week, uh, a race. Dude, well, I only go up there for five minutes and then I'm like, I'm like, well, oh my god, this is not normal. And then I'm checking Steve's heart rate; it's like 51, 52. And I'm like, <laughs> Just how the alive. fuck does that even happen, dude? <laughs> Everybody's different, man. Yeah. So I remember from uh, you know like. When you were younger, doing Malcolm in the Middle, like you were like the kid with the obnoxiously flashy cars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, that was kind of, kind of your deal. And and I think at the time you were like maybe like barely legal age to drive. Yeah, 
and you had these crazy cars, and and uh, I, I got a kick out of that, man. Yeah, and, and it's crazy <laughs> too getting ready to speak to you today and seeing that you're now 35 years old. Yeah, I know it's over. I mean, it's it, everybody it's like over. Uh, it's over. I mean, I just think of you as like I mean, because everybody does thinks of you as yeah. a kid. You know, I, yeah. So going back, cars were definitely my vice. You know what I mean? Like I've I've always liked cars. Obviously, I went into racing and all that. But like even before that, I just loved cool cars. I love driving. Sure. Um, but yeah, now 35, you know, I look back and I, I think of my life 20 years ago and I go, was that, I really, was that me? Like mm-hmm. that, that was pretty cool. You know what I mean? So right. you know, and- now I, I uh, you know, I, I have an eight month old son and a wife and I drive a Mitsubishi. <laughs> you know, you know, really? really? Well, I had to get like a car for, for the baby. Yeah. Wow. Paul here was saying that he read something or saw something that uh, that you have suffered a bunch of concussions, mm-hmm. which make uh, make it difficult for you to remember, like the years of Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, I, you know it's it's an interesting. I, I've I've thought about it a lot, like over my years of like, you know, why do I have a bad memory? You know what I mean? The only logical thing I can say is, yeah, I've had nine concussions. You know mm. what I mean? Like I've and, and they were all from cars. No, when I was a kid playing basketball and getting tripped, I played football. Uh, you know, like pee wee football, like just doing right, okay. life things, sports, and you know, uh, sh- there were some in in car, car like racing accidents, but you know, for the most part, no. Like it's not just that, but and I I, I try. I've gone to a lot of doctors over it and um, looked into it, and I don't know. As weird as it sounds. I don't want to blame the concussions or blame anything else. I just think it's the fact that I did so fucking much. Okay. When in that time frame, that of course I can't remember what, all of it. You know mm, what I mean? Like, okay. You know, I, so you remember you have some memory I have some of memories, it. Memories, you know, like I, like there's there's definitely things that pop up and I go like, whoa. But a lot of it of my memories now are almost like I can't distinguish if it was a dream mm-hmm. or if it was reality. Oh, right? yeah. You know what I mean? Like thing, places I went, things I, you know, people I hung out, whatever it was. You know what I mean? I heard Where something I also like, Did that. Did really do that? I heard something also that you've, you've had like these mini strokes throughout your life. Yes. Is that related to the concussions you know or is that a separate so, thing? This is why, maybe without getting into it, like I, I never trust doctors anymore the rest of my life. Um, I went for a long time. I was having these, uh, these episodes uh, where. I'd have like numbness and I, I couldn't really see, like I'd lose peripheral vision and all this stuff. And everyone was telling me like, you're having TIAs, transient is- ischemic attacks or mini strokes. And I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like I'm healthy. Like I don't do, or, you know, I don't have any of the, the, the signs of people who would normally have those things. So like, it didn't make sense. So I went to a bunch of doctors and nobody could really give me like a straight up answer. So I had people kind of speculating. And of course, like I said what they were speculating. And now it turns out literally after all that, and like, if you search my name, like, all it talks about is how, like, I have no memory or I'm dying of strokes <laughs> right, right. and all this kind of stuff. And the reality is, like, I finally got diagnosed with aura migraines. So just intense what? migraines. Intense migraines that literally, like, those are the symptoms. And it fu- it's similar symptoms to transient ischemic attacks. Okay. Now, all this time, like, I've been being told that and thinking that we're realistically, like, I just had some pretty intense migraines. Got you. But the story's out there. It's the too late oh, no, now. I'm, it's I'm, like you search my name. It's basically for yeah. him. He's dying. Right. He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know what's like, going on. He doesn't on. even know that he was Malcolm. I'm like, yeah. Uh, no, I That's know. the impression no, I, I got. That was kind of the headline right. I read. Like, I know. he doesn't even know. And it, it's funny because, like, I I've never <clears> talked about it. I did Dancing with the Stars four years ago now. Wow, we've had a lot of guests that have done Dancing I, with the I Stars. I did Dancing with the Stars. Did you have fun? Did you enjoy it? I did not enjoy it. Man. I loved it. You know what I love? Taking a humongous, healthy, complete shit. And I also love a sponsor that encourages me to use the word shit. And that sponsor, ladies and gentlemen, is Squatty Potty. I am proud to tell you that I've been using Squatty Potty for at least seven years before I was introduced to the company professionally. Yeah, dude, I swear by it. I'm loyal to it, and I don't. I won't poop in any other position. What is this? It's a little stool that goes in front of your toilet, so you can 
elevate your legs while you're taking a dump and that will allow you to have a complete bowel movement because you see the human body wasn't designed to sit on a toilet i mean cavemen they were crouching in the woods man pooping and they were in the right position and people these days aren't unless they're using squatty potty so i'm telling you for your own bowel health to avoid all kinds of bad health problems use squatty potty and take a more satisfying complete and healthy shit yeah plus if you go to squattypotty.com slash stevo you get 20 percent off your order and just in time for the holidays to give people another funny winning elephant man gift that they will actually use i'm telling you i'm all about squatty potty so go to squattypotty.com slash stevo and uh get 20 percent off your order and hurry up because they're the best good people too now let's talk dancing I can't blame the show, and I, yeah. and and like after my season, I went back, and you know, I, I was a friend of the show, and yeah, I would yeah. go to like the following sequence seasons and sit in the audience and stuff. It was just like uncomfortable for me, man. I was I was newly sober, and I was yeah. like just yeah. like in a really awkward phase of yeah. my life, and it's an awkward thing to do, man. Yeah, you know. Well, how'd you do on the show? I did pretty good. I made it to the finale. Wow. Um, so that's top two. So that's top three. Oh, top, top three. three. Yep. Cool. So, and uh, I. I was a nervous wreck every single time I had to go out sure. and say it. Like, I was a disaster. Because, like, I'm a little neurotic. Like, I want to be not perfect, but, like, mm-hmm. I, I want to do my best. You know yeah. what I mean? And I put a lot of pressure on myself. But that's, like, that competitive, like, sure. nature in me that I just want to I want to be the best I can be. So, like, I would I would be in rehearsal maybe 12 hours a day, like, longer than anybody. I think I broke the record for wow. most rehearsing in a season. But that's just the way. 12 I hours am, a day? If not more. Jeez. That was, like, in the studio. Like then I go home and like practice too because I'm 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 a, a fool. Wow, were you like that with like rehearsing lines and stuff always and shit like that? That was always easy for me. Like uh-huh. I would look at it once or twice before I went to bed, and like I'd wake up in the morning and somehow I just know it, you know. So that was never like a, a thing. But I'm not a dancer, you know what right, I mean? Right, right, at right. At all. And sure. you know they've been asking me to do the show for like 12 years, like all seasons. I was like. No, hell no! I don't dance. Like it's not my personality. Like I'm right. Even though I'm in, in uh, the entertainment business, I'm pretty shy. I think you know what I mean. Like I'm not like I don't want to be seen. You know what I mean. I'm right. more like I'll be over here. You sure. Know, give me my lines. I'll say my lines and I'll go back to my trailer. You mm-hmm. know what I mean. Like I'm not Hollywood or whatever you want right, to call right, it. Right, right, right. But I did it, and I'll say the first episode, the first like time I went on stage. It was one of the coolest feelings I've ever felt. Like hearing like the crowd go crazy. Like when I when I know it and I killed it. So I was wow. excited. So I enjoyed it. But anyway, I was bringing that up because I was talking about that's kind of where the story came from of my memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, from their little storyline on the show. Yeah, because they have they have <laughs> uh, an episode like most memorable year. And to be honest, like I love Dancing with the Stars, and I don't want to like say anything that'll make them hate me. But they kind of tell you what your most memorable year is going to be. You know what I mean? And they were like, it's 2001 because it's when you were nominated for an Emmy and the Golden Globes and all that kind of stuff. And they're like, we want you to talk all about it. And I go, I don't remember what I felt then. Like, I don't, you know, and so it was me kind of blowing off the fact that like, I can't say that's my favorite year because like, I can't tell you what happened in 2001. You know what I mean? Like you would have to tell me what happened in 2001. Like Frankie Muniz can't even remember. But they didn't, they didn't really (laughs) say it. It just kind of like the storyline in my episode then was like, you know, I, I, as cheesy as it is, I said my most memorable year is like, is the present because I've learned through all my past to live in the moment, like accept everything for what it is, whatever. Right. And I brought up like the fact that like, I don't, I had to say like, I don't, really remember but I wasn't saying I don't remember anything I was just saying right. like, <laughs> right. if you told so me what funny. I ate for breakfast the day that I went to the when I was nominated for an Emmy I go I have no idea you right. know what I mean like dude that's so funny I was under the impression like someone had to tell you like no dude you were on this show Malcolm in the Middle and it was a <laughs> no. big show and you're that's like, how he described it to me that's how I always <laughs> thought it was and you'd be watching episodes he like has no recollection I'll say this this is, that that's this is the heard. first time that I've actually ever gotten to clarify oh well great dude we're gonna so, cut this clip out and we'll send it out dude you're gonna cut this clip out and it's Continue the lie. Well, no, no, we'll we'll promote this, dude. This is a big deal. Well, it's it's just funny because like, you know, I have people write me all the time, like, oh, it's so sad that you don't. I'm like, mm. 
That's I, wild. I don't care. Right. Like, I, like, hi, Frankie. I think, yeah. How are you? <laughs> well, right. my wife, you just met, she, I am afraid to forget memories now. <laughs> as You know what I mean? Like, Because, like, or good moments. Like, I want. Sure. I want journal then. So she has journaled, like, our entire relationship. You know what I mean? Why? Right, because she thinks like you're going to forget it? Like I might need it eventually. No, yeah. um, but uh, I, uh, you know, I, I just like to be able to go back because when I read it on paper, it brings me back to that to that moment completely. You know sure. what I mean? And even now having a son, like he's eight months old, and I go like, how is he eight months old? You know, because I, I remember him how he is right now. It's not that sure. I don't remember... But I see him right now. Right. So I can't remember. So him you being journal this big, just like any other normal person journals. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Because I have so a problem funny. with my memory too. But like, I also read that like smart people do that because they have so much bandwidth going in that they don't. They purposely just let it go out because if they retain it all, they're gonna lose their fucking mind. I think that is. I mean, I'm definitely smart. So yeah. no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I, I I think that's more of it. To be honest, like is especially if you think I started acting when I was eight. Malcolm when I was 12 to 20 you know like I was Damn. literally every moment of my life from when I started acting until I stopped I had to be somewhere and had to do something yeah. you know what I mean so there becomes a point I think where you just kind of start just in one year out the other yeah, floating but you just kind of you do what you got to do and you right. go where you need to go and and you do your best job but then you forget it. Well, it's crazy know? because, like, you know, I, I I found that I had this problem, and then I'd go to Steve. I'm like, dude, I can't remember it. And Steve can remember the month and the year to a T, but, like, his third grade teacher said to him line by line. And I'm <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, your memory's crazy. I generally have a really good memory, yeah. particularly for dates and stuff like that. However, I totally relate to what you were saying about, you know, so much stuff happened. Like, for example, if... If I were to sit down and watch an episode of my old show, Wild Boys, yeah, which, yeah. which we taped all over the world from mm-hmm. 2003 to 2005, yeah. I, I'm i sure that a bunch of the scenes that were I have no recollection yeah, of, like, the, of wait, the, I did that, that I did that. Yeah. I did that? Like, I absolutely. should remember wait, that. Wait, wait. You, you know you know would, 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 I, would, I would absolutely not. Like, I, would, I, would, I would feel like I was watching a bunch of that stuff for the same time. And, and it's specifically because what Frankie said – just so much happened. Right. Yeah. So there was just so much going on all the time. So yeah, I wasn't. Wow. I, I got to watch, I never watched Malcolm, you know, when it was on. You just you kind of film it. But now with like the streaming services, like you can sit down and, and just kind of crank through. And my wife had never seen it. So we watched it a few years ago. And I truly could watch it as like a fan because I. I really didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> I, could, I could watch it as a fan because I'm fucking awesome. I don't see it as me. I don't see it as me. I'm saying like, you know. You're from an outsider's perspective. Yeah, I get to go right. in. But also because when you film, I film the parts I was in. I don't really know what else they right, filmed right, in the right, show. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how that turned out or the, the so other So you wouldn't watch lines. it when it aired? No. Like a viewing party with your buds? Oh, no, no. I was always kind of more like embarrassed to like, I don't know, it's just kind of awkward. You You said 12 to 20, so Mm -hmm. eight or nine years. It was seven seasons, 151 episodes. Um, but wow. over yeah, that, those years, so so and that was like network television when network television was still like, yeah, yeah, you know, it was pre, I mean, I want to say pre internet, but barely, like, you know, YouTube, yeah, it was there was no YouTube, there was no social media. There was it was uh, it was network TV or basic cable and, yeah and that was it it was it was crazy though because like you know obviously as a as an actor or anything that you do right you you know I got the I remember auditioning and I didn't want to go to the audition because I was supposed to film a Pizza Hut commercial that day and I, wow. I was like mom we cannot be late to the Pizza Hut commercial she said we'll go early we'll go early so she we we went in the casting director wasn't even there she walked in we're like can can we just be seen real fast I went in I was like mm. like I don't even care just say the words. I gotta go. Pizza Hut. You know what I mean? This is my mm. big break. And um, <laughs> and they call and they're like, you're Malcolm. So you get the pilot, you film the pilot, you know, and you think there's what? Of 200 right. pilots a year, right. six or seven get picked up and then what they get picked up and only two of those make it past episode sure. seven. You right. know what I mean? Before they get... And so I remember every step of the way just being like, whoa, this is happening. And the first time I was... We lived in New Jersey, and I uh, I 
audition for stuff in New York City. We lived like 10 miles from New York City. And we took the subway and there was Malcolm Middle posters all over the subway. And someone like came up to me and was like, oh, you're going to be on that show. That's you. And I was like, that was the coolest thing in the history of life. Wow. But then you still don't think anyone's going to watch it. Like you don't know. Mm-hmm. Right, I don't feel like like I feel like now people have an idea if something's going to be super successful. Well, did you know what channel it was going to be on? It was on Fox. It, we knew it was going to be. Uh, it was everybody's going to watch that shit. Dude. Well, I, I don't. I, I don't know. You know, and and the first episode aired and twenty three million people tuned in. Oh fuck! And Jesus. then they re aired it on Wednesday and twenty eight million people tuned in. <laughs> wow! You know what I mean? Crazy. And then we knew we were like, oh wow, this is. It's actually going to be pretty, what, pretty cool. How many people were watching Jackass, like, season one? I mean, dude, there would be, like, the most was, like, four million. On MTV? Well, because it was cable, too. Yeah, like, this was yeah. network. Like, I didn't have cable, but, like, I would watch Everybody Malcolm in the like, Middle, you know? Yeah, network TV was a much bigger deal than basic cable. Yeah. So your mom took you to auditions and stuff. Was your mom, like, managing your career and stuff? I, I, yeah, I don't know if she ever fully took on that label or that role, but, like, it was... You know, I when I was a kid, I'd go from football practice to a baseball game to, you know, auditions to tap and jazz, whatever it was. You know what I mean? So she just kind of made sure I got where I needed to go, and then it took over my life. You know what I mean? Like, and it took over her life too. You know what I mean? So I'm super grateful for her to think now of like, wow, I could have had a parent that was like, no, we're not going. You know what I mean? I want to do exhausting to do all that stuff. Yeah, and uh, so. Yeah, and so you had earned, I'm guessing, a whopping amount of money by, by the time you turned 18. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> so does that mean that, um, like, 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 Aaron Carter was telling us that they just, like, established some law that parents have to, like, save, like, 15% the and put it into... Yeah, the Coogan Law, so I automatically, like, a check from Fox doesn't go to me. Whatever the percentage is, I, I forget what it is, goes to a trust. Like it goes right. into like an account that you can't touch until you're 18 because there's been supposedly in the past so many kid actors that right. they work and the parents spend all the money. Right. You know, and so at least they would have that. Maybe it's 15% or 20%. It's, it's, it's unbelievable that they, they, they passed a law to say that parents can only blow 85%. <laughs> yeah. You know? so, but were your parents pretty like, Good with the money and stuff, and yeah, like, I mean, we hired you know business managers and sure. stuff like that, Smart. you know, right away. Um, uh, yes, I'm very fortunate in that sense. Like, my mom never wanted to spend any money. Like, you know, we were it's always amazing. very, I, I call the, the the frugal. You know what I yeah. mean? Like outside of the cars. Outside <laughs> of the car. Well, that was like I said, it was my one right. You know, thing where I go, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? But. Right. Uh, uh, but no, pretty. I mean, you could have done a lot worse, though. Because you, you, yeah. I also read, maybe this isn't true because I read a lot, but like uh, you never really got into drugs or drinking or anything like that. I've, I've never drank, I've never done anything uh, at all. Dude, so you could have blown a lot there. And like, I, did and life I grew ever up get at 15, crazy? 16 years old going to the Playboy Mansion every night. So, okay. <laughs> so that's what I was going to say. Like, so life did get kind of crazy. Like, you were like a kid celebrity. You weren't just like, I go to work, then I go home, and I'm just a normal no, kid. I, you were like I, I mean, a celebrity. I, I, I didn't. I never enjoyed going out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's part of it. Like, I went out, like, I'd go out every once in a while, and I just would get home at 2, 2.30 in the morning and be like, why? That was so stupid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that, so I, it wasn't my thing. Um, but no, but I definitely, I have stories for sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Of yeah. uh, crazy life experiences. That, yeah. Know. I mean, what was the Playboy Mansion like for a 15-year-old? What's being at the Playboy Mansion like for a 15-year-old kid? Can we say, boing? I mean, dude, hard as a rock. And you know what makes me extra hard as a rock? Taking Blue Chew tablets, baby. If you haven't tried them, let me tell you, they are an unbelievable amount of fun. Plus, it's very easy to get them because you don't have to go to an awkward, uncomfortable, in-person doctor appointment to get your prescription. You just go to BlueChew.com and consult with one of their medical providers, and boom, it's so fast and easy. And next thing you know, you have an entire month's supply of Blue Chew tablets, which have the same active ingredient as both Viagra and Cialis, except they're 
chewable and cost only a fraction of the price. But get this, if you use the promo code STEVO at BlueChew.com, you get that entire month's supply of BlueChew tablets absolutely for free. All you gotta pay is five bucks for shipping. So, how about getting hard as a rock, baby, by going to BlueChew.com, using the promo code STEVO, and getting a whole month's supply absolutely for free. Just pay five bucks for shipping. And your boner can thank me later. Yeah, dude. Now let's see what the Playboy Mansion was like for Frankie Muniz. Heaven. <laughs> Did you lose your virginity at the Playboy Mansion? No, no, not at the Playboy Mansion, but definitely. That he remembers. Yeah. <laughs> Those I remember. Uh, I bet. Wow. So, did you uh, like get invested in like real estate and stuff? Like, I just think, fuck, man. If if I had like been better with investments if I'd gotten like real estate like early on or like whatever like I did I I unknowingly made choices not unknowingly like just thought it was like on a whim kind of things that worked out really well you know what I mean I was never the type of person where I was like oh I I gotta think strategically it was more like oh this seems cool and like I'd buy a house or like you know I had a bunch of houses at one time and the market went crazy so I made a ton of money on them you know what I mean but it was never like uh you know, people, I, I own some parking lots in downtown L.A. <coughs> wow. Which, nice. Then you, you know, you know, downtown L.A. from, I don't know, 2002, <clears throat> there was really nothing there. And it, now it became like a pretty trendy, there's so much down there. Mm-hmm. So I did really well there. So the stuff like that. You still have them? No. I s- sold them in 2006. I wish I had them now because then they'd be worth hundreds it, of millions of dollars. Was like an apartment <laughs> building built there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 2006 yeah, okay. was a pretty good time to get out. Yes. Well, yes, in the sense that right before the big yeah. housing crisis yeah. that we were talking about. But if you but still had it now. If you still had it now, like now it's, right. things are Well, and like the stupid. monthly income from that is yeah. fucking crazy. Right. You know, you, you have like one or two employees who take money all day from cars. You know what I mean? And right. There's like no overhead. Pimp. Every yeah. once in a while, they paint the lines. You right, know I mean? right. Yeah, no overhead. <laughs> yeah. No, bar- where, where, what streets were your parking lots We were on? all around Staples Center. Um, all wow. around? So you yeah, had a yeah. lot. Yeah. Jesus, dude. Dude, how, way to go. How man, do you think great. to get in the parking lots? Who tells you that? I just, I've, I'm a weird person in the sense that, like, <laughs> when I was a kid, I wanted to be, like, a garbage man or I wanted to be a train conductor. And <laughs> I always, like, I want to own storage facilities. The stupid, mm-hmm. like, that's just where my brain goes. And that was one of those where I was like, why don't we buy this? Because even if you're only charged, I would go like, even if you're only charging $5 a car, which people down here are charging $20 to park, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? We could be the cheap lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're going to have people all day coming through. And I don't know. I just, Makes sense. I just did. See, I have to say that I'm absolutely fascinated by this conversation, man. <laughs> I just feel compelled to thank you again one more time for doing no, this, dear. It was so rad. You don't, you don't do uh, like a, great deal of, of interviews I not these days no um, I, I moved here in 2008 not to hide not to but like I wanted to focus on other things you know what I mean and I, and I did that and now I'm at a you know interesting time in my life I feel like where I've I've grown a lot just by, by having stepped away you know what I mean sure right. and I'm I don't know happy with myself not that I wasn't but you know what I mean like I just kind of <laughs> sure. like where I'm at in my life and uh-huh. What's a what's a day in the life like for you? You wake up, you check your massive portfolio. <laughs> you have coffee. You jump into a Bugatti and race a few no, laps. No, no. I you know it, it's funny because the last three or four years with my wife, we've had just the most kind of stressful, crazy things happen to us. Um, I was telling you that my my cat. We had a brownstone down here in downtown Phoenix, a five story brownstone. My cat turned on the faucet on the top floor when we were gone for three days, and a million gallons of water destroyed our brownstone. Everything, everything I own, every wow. piece of wow. art, every picture, every piece of furniture. Wow. So like it, that took two years to rebuild. We finally got it done, and we realized like we had like PTSD from it. And built on that, so like stuff like that that like takes over your life because like then you're. Yeah. We're, we actually bought a bus and we t- tore it around a little bit just to, while the house was being rebuilt and just kind of stuff like that, but. But every day, people go, oh, what are, you, what are you up to? And I don't know what to say. 
but I'm so fucking busy all the time, and it it, it does bother me because I'm like, I should be. People think I probably have like the easiest life ever because I don't have a nine to five. I don't really, you know what I mean. But like, we're always just busy with. I'm involved in kind of so many different little businesses and things here and there that like they take up all my time. Yeah. But I am getting back. No one knows this either. I shouldn't, I'm, I'm not technically supposed to announce it yet, but I am going back racing next year full time um, for the first time in 12 years and just signed a big deal and uh, excited, oh, yeah. to, excited to do that. Yeah. Wow. I can't get, well, do you not want to get into it? That we don't have to. I, not that I don't want to, but I just. You can't. Yeah. Cause I'm, you know. Um, yeah. Should we cut that out or that just that, at least that little bit is all right? We can but cut maybe that we'll out. announce before. Yeah, okay. I, it's we're super, we're really close to yeah, cool. making the big announcement. And is it what like uh, NASCAR Formula One or just okay? Yeah, <laughs> so, so, <laughs> something like that. One of those. It's things. something I haven't raced before, but very big. Got it. Formula wow, dude. Wow. Do you have to train for that? I have been on. I've been on the road every day for the last basically three months in a car, testing, what, doing around the streets. No, like <laughs> tracks all over. Um, Mostly in, in Southern California, um, like Havasu, Tucson, kind of close to here, but just to get as much experience as possible. Because it's even though I raced before, it's like equivalent to saying I'm an uh, Olympic swimmer and an Olympic diver. You yeah. know what I mean? They both involve water, but they're completely two different sports. That's right. kind of what I uh, relate the two different forms of racing to. Gotcha. Wow. Epic. When... Um so uh, I also saw a thing that was like that. You know, Jesus, after Malcolm, you're dying. <laughs> after Malcolm, you were trying to get into like more serious roles, and it just didn't like click. Yeah. for you. Uh, you know, it, it's funny. I've done some serious roles, and I enjoy them the most of anything I've ever done. Um, it was also more when Malcolm ended. I started. I got signed to BMW to race cars, and I said to my agency manager, "I said, go look. I, I go. This is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean." I'm not trying to just do it as a hobby. Like, I want to be the best I can be. And like anything, if you want to do something the best, you've got to put in the time, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, in the work. You know, so I didn't think that it was humanly possible to continue acting or continue in the entertainment business while doing the racing thing. So that's one thing. Like, I'm so happy. Sorry. I'm so happy I went racing. I love every aspect of it. And now it's becoming a part of my life again. Yeah. And I think in the in the biggest way it could. But... I look back and I go, did I make a mistake leaving in the height of my career? Like when I had hundreds of offers, I could have kept going nonstop. And I said, no, I don't, I don't want to. Where now I look back and not that like I, I actively am pursuing trying to be an actor, but I go, I wonder what my life would have been if I stayed. In that same sense, I look back and I go, thank goodness I left because I appreciate life in general more but mm-hmm. I've started taking more in and mm-hmm. I look back at the success I had and I go that was really cool you know I'm happy I think I, uh, I, I, I think that you made the healthier move definitely and I, I don't think. think I ever would have been able to do that yeah I think that I'm like just so chronically like attention seeking yeah and external <laughs> validation oriented that uh, I would never be able to do that. I I feel like, and I, I don't want you or anyone to take this the wrong way, I'm so much of a happier person. Oh, I bet. Having stepped away. Not like being out of the line, none of that. Like just, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't know how to, it's just a weird, it's a weird. I've never thought. been happier like in my life, like for some living in Arizona. Like yeah. something about Arizona was like, I, I was like. Content. Well, it's, it's funny that <laughs> it's funny that you say that because, like, when I moved here, I realized as cheesy as this sound, I started looking up for the first time, like looking the clouds, at the weather, the mountains, the, the long distance. Yeah, rather than like I don't know in LA, I just kind of like kept my head down, like like literally kept my head down all the time. A lot of sharks in LA. I think people people want something from you everywhere you go in LA. Yeah. So maybe you just kind of like shrink. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just. I feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. I was told by a. I went to New Orleans when I was like 11, and got my palm read, and the the palm reader like told me all this stuff, and they go, "Do you want to know who you were in your past life?" I was like, "Sure," and he goes, "You were a judge defending the Native Americans in the Southwest," and he goes, "That's why you're drawn to the Southwest." Mm. At the time, I'd never been. West of the Mississippi River. I'm from New Jersey. You know what I mean? I was like, I don't like the Southwest. The minute I came here, I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. You know what I mean? It's weird. So I don't fully believe in that stuff, but at the same time, I go like, 
I think he was onto something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. What was it like for you watching <clears throat> Brian Cranston's like resurgence with you know? You know, not like no lie. He's the greatest human being alive. Like as an actor, as a person, like he'd show up every single day. And you know, when you do something every day, you kind of like you can get annoyed with. Oh, it's not redone. Oh. Never. He was so happy to like to be there and so great to the crew and so great to everyone. So in my head, he's an like my idol because I'd, I'd like people to say that same thing about me. Mm-hmm. But no one deserves it more. Never mind the fact that he's an incredible actor. I mean, right. he's done now so many different things, and I don't, I don't think anyone can beat him. You, you know keep in right. touch with him still. You know, it's funny. I don't know. You know, people you're on your shows with or whatever, like. You always go, oh, we're going to stay best friends forever, right? Everyone kind of says that. Like summer camp. You go to summer mm-hmm. camp. Well, we're going to write each other every single day. <laughs> we're going to be best friends. And then you go home and eh, everyone kind of starts living their life and you just kind of forget. Brian reaches out to me every two weeks and he has for 15 years. <laughs> wow. Like literally reaches out to be like, just checking on you. Hope you're well. What are you up to? Like he's literally Hollywood God and he's he calls me. He's fucking Heisenberg. You know, He's the best. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, me too, dude. Every time I see a friend, I'm like, dude, why don't I call you? Like, right. I'm so sorry. You I've know? never like, reached out to anybody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, too, that I'll, I'll have a little thought to myself, like, oh, you know, like, I should, I reach, should, out to just, I should reach out to somebody just getting stoked, you know I mean? It'd, be, it'd make me feel good if I, like, and I, I have that thought, and then it just <laughs> yeah. flutters away, and I don't do anything. And then you check your social media, how many likes you got on the last post. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like, like if I call, what was I doing again? And they don't pick up. It's like, well, I tried. Like, right. you know, now I'm never going to try for two years. Yeah. <laughs> I put so speak, speaking of uh, living in Arizona, are we making it yeah, official? Yeah, we're, uh, we're going to lose. I'm moving to Tucson in, like, June. Yeah? Yeah. What's Paul bringing you there? The just, uh, my girlfriend... Lived there for a long time. Fiance, pal. Fiance. She's getting getting red. My fiance lived there for a long time. uh, And she moved out to LA, like to be with me. And we're just ready for a change. And, you know, I got. It's like you, you know, like I'm at, you know. (laughs) But um, I don't know, just time for a change and like buy a house and kick it a little bit. I mean, you're, you're probably like one of the top five YouTube editors living. Right, because that art. Well, didn't that, that article come out of you guys during the pandemic, where you guys were like top like, five YouTube channels? Yeah, like what to watch during the pandemic, and they were like, "Dude, Steve O's YouTube channel is nice. fucking top notch editing, and it's all him." So, like it. so you know, maybe I'll find a way to stay involved. <laughs> I'd like to find a way to stay involved. Plus, now I've been opening for Steve on yeah. these shows, yeah. which is a these are my openers. Nice. Now he's a touring That's comedian. Really enticing to keep touring. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I'd be such a fool to pass that up. So yeah. we'll see. But I, I, I am very likely moving to Tucson That's in June. Cool. Yeah, well, right. I'm, I'm glad because we, we, Steve dropped the news on the last podcast at the very end. People were like, "Wait, what? You're leaving on the yeah the outro?" And I was whatever. just trying to like be decisive, you know. So I was like, "I'm leaving in February," and, but <laughs> but now it's different. So. <laughs> yeah. And what do you think the real estate market's doing in Arizona? Do you think it's going to go down soon, or you think it's going to go up? What advice do you have? I'll say this. Two years ago, it's kind of the same throughout a lot of the country now. Two years ago, pre-pandemic, the houses you could have bought will now cost you double here. Like, it's mm. it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's to me, it's stupid. But I don't know. Everyone has a lot of money, supposedly. So, But I, I, I don't, don't know. know that much, I think Arizona might fare better than other places because this is a place a lot of people are moving to. You know what I mean? A lot of people are leaving you know, right. the L.A.'s, the New York's, mm-hmm. you know, the kind of bigger cities. They want still a big city, but more space or more spread out. Um, right now, we're we've been open for a year and a half, too. Yeah. So I think that brought a lot of people here mm-hmm. um, where other states had like super right. lockdown. You know, so I, I think that's part of it. So I still see because COVID is still a thing and still, you know, I think going to shut down some places again. You think so? I mean, you're, I think didn't the news uh, is not didn't promising. yeah we didn't Santa Clara some county in California just said you can't even be in your house without a mask on they said oh, that yesterday no shit. yeah what? you're not allowed to go anywhere without a mask not even in your house is what they literally said yesterday wow so that's a little much it's so funny like traveling through different state to state like the different, the different how lax yeah, they yeah. are on laws and some yeah. places like they're checking the vaccine cards at the door other places yeah. are like 
Arkansas, nobody gave a fuck about yeah, yeah. masks. I was surprised in Denver. We were walking into stores, no then, masks. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they were checking vax cards at the venue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I don't know. I, I don't know if that... I, in my head, I think, because there are, like, over a million people moved here in the last year and a half to Phoenix, Phoenix Scottsdale. Like, like, literally, the population went from 2 million to, like, 3, 5. Crazy. You know, like, it's it's growing insane. And that's the only logic to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And the weather's good. I mean, summers are hot, but the rest of the summers are good. gnarly. But every but uh, the nine months out of the year, the weather is the best weather in the world. Yeah, I would say and it cools down at night, which I always like. But summer, you want to probably have a s- summer, summer house. home. <laughs> yeah. Do you have that, or you stay here for the summer? I, we stay here. I mean, I I don't mind the heat. Granted, if I was like a a roofer or a construction worker, I'd probably think differently. But you know, you go from your air conditioned house into an air-conditioned garage, yeah. into your air-conditioned car, sure. and you park, and there's misters that missed you into the air-conditioned building you're going <laughs> right, into. It's, yeah, like, right. it's made for the heat. Sure. It's also super dry. I lived in New Orleans and you know, even on the East Coast where like mm-hmm. it's 85, but it's 100% humidity. Like To me, that's way more uncomfortable than 120 here yeah. in my head. For sure. But, it's like in the driver's seat of a, of a car, uh, like a, <laughs> on a race. You just yeah. drip in sweat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you yourself have siblings? I have a sister. Okay. Um, she's a year and a half older. She lives in Atlanta. Um, yeah. She's, gotcha. she's the reason I got into acting, to be honest, because she wanted to be an actress. I was kind of like the kid who just did everything. Mm-hmm. And she did a, like a summer arts like little theater camp, and they put on Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat at the end of the summer or whatever, mm-hmm. and I thought it was pretty cool. So she was going to be auditioning for another play, and we were jumping on the trampoline, and she's like, you should audition. She picked me a song. She picked me Let's Go Fly a Kite from Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. And I went in and I sang it. And it was for a Christmas carol. And I got the part of Tiny Tim. An agent saw me literally at the first rehearsal, signed me. And from that day until I left acting when I was 20, I never stopped. Wow. So, like, it, it was, like I said, it, it truly was a thing that just took over. You know what I mean? For my family. Yeah, you were just riding like a wave, yeah, basically. Really. Wow. Where are we going? Do you keep in touch with any other childhood actors? No. It's like a small crew of you guys. Yeah, most of them are pretty weird. Um, <laughs> Bud, Bud Bundy. Is, are you guys about the same age? No, he's a little older. No, he's more that was, like Hillary Duff, Amanda Bynes. Yeah, age yeah. Are his okay. peers? He, yeah, he um, he did really well with uh, you know saving his money and mm-hmm. being being wise with it. I, like he's like insanely wealthy. I think. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, to be honest, I honestly can say that I'm a pretty bad friend. seriously like i'm you know i have so many amazing people in my life that like i want to be great friends with but i i don't know i i never kind of i'm a very tight circle kind of guy yeah yeah you know i've got people i've got a small number of people who are very close to me and uh and and i pride myself on having really like Like close quality people around me like uh but yeah, outside of that super inner circle, dude, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just like I'm really bad at communication. Sure. Like I, I actually I hate texting. I'm old school. Like I'd like to actually I'll talk to you on the phone all day. You know what I mean? I just so like I get a text message and I go, I'll respond later. But then it's not new anymore and mm-hmm. it just keeps going down. And then I realize like a month later that I didn't write back. You know what I mean? So like that's what I mean. Like I'm just right. a bad friend. Cause, like, and then I just you're like about to text that person. Then you see that message they sent you like a month ago. Like, yeah. oh shit, write. I'm just seeing this now. Yeah. Sorry. It, it, also, I'm, can you help me move? Yeah. Or you know, like whatever you're saying. <laughs> I got to say that. That sounds that, a little like, too specific. <laughs> yeah. That, that, yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, Dave. <laughs> I've had to say that so so many times that like I can't use it anymore. Like, right. I don't know why my phone didn't send it until right, right. now. Like, it's like how am I? now just seeing this i have no idea but yeah there's a certain type of person who doesn't give a fuck about texting and there there's a certain type of person who gets really butthurt by that (laughs) (laughs) yeah scott hates scott will text me like if i'm not at work i just don't usually respond to text much yeah well come to find out you're completely checked out when you get out of work i didn't know you had a secret fucking microdosing problem (laughs) i'm like oh well that makes sense because like you just I don't know a secret microdosing problem. I just like microdosing, microdosing. a lot. <laughs> no, but I'm like, well, that makes sense why you wouldn't respond because, like, that's so funny. you know, you know, you text Does somebody. Does not have a lot of peyote or something? That's why he's moving here. Yeah, I'm going there for the. 
The ostriches and the peyote. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Have you been to that ostrich farm down in Tucson? No. I've always wanted to go. Have you been? No. Didn't you ride some ostriches? We rode ostriches <laughs> in South Africa, uh, I think it was. And uh, I feel awful about that today. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why? Because you felt bad I, for the ostrich? I think that it, was, it wasn't the kindest treatment of an ostrich. Yeah, I don't think they'd be too stoked. We can cut that out, too. I don't, <laughs> care. Yeah. I, I, I don't give a fuck. I mean, I'm not going to like hide from my past. Um, okay, speaking of hiding from your past, mm-hmm. has anyone approached you about, like, a Malcolm in the Middle reunion or, like, Agent Cody Banks 3 or anything like that? To be honest, both. Um, and they were actually kind of real like five years ago pre anything making a re-emergence you know now right. i feel like every show has come back sure where, like people don't really care about shows coming back right um we were talking about it brian was leading it because he wants to do it again and um we got everyone on board except for one person but they i don't, I don't they want to make it a movie and I don't fully understand it, but I'd be thrilled, you know what I mean? Because it'd be cool to kind of see where Malcolm and his family are 20 years later, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, but I, I don't know what's happened with that. I know Brian's been writing a script and stuff like that, so wow. we'll see what happens there. But then Agent Cody Banks, MGM has... Maybe I'm not allowed to say this, I don't know, but I'm saying it anyway. MGM has two really cool ideas for Agent Cody Banks. One is like a BoJack Horseman-type... Mm. cartoon of Agent Cody Banks like what happens when you're a wash when you've saved the world as a kid like and you can't better that Hilarious. you know what I mean like and just down on it like you know oh we can call James Bond uh, he's busy I guess call Cody Banks you know he's uh-huh. at last resort you uh-huh. know that dad bod you know Amazing. now I think it'd be hilarious really, yeah. um, Agent Cody Banks if you guys don't know it was like a teenage special agent movies sure. that I think I watched it in my 30s okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down for that shit the yeah. cool, the cool but thing, that's funny yeah the cool thing now is like you know the kids who watched it in 2003 are 25 30 years old you know mm-hmm. what I mean who would, who would be into that type of thing right so uh They've they've come to me with that, which like I said, maybe maybe me bringing it up will light the fire. Yeah, I think it'd be a really fun idea. I think it's hilarious. And then they have another idea for it still being like a kids thing, where I'm like Cody Banks, teaching the new crop of oh, young teenage guys. <laughs> what was the one that's uh, in the tailor shop and it's like, oh, uh, uh, Kingsman. The Kingsman. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. Those movies are really cool. Yeah, so you would be like a, a Kingsman type, like train, yeah. training, training like the, the young. Newer. Yeah, Some you like the Kingsman. Shit. I mean, we went and watched it. Right? I, I really like those. I, I, love, I like all those kind of movies. I think movies in general just like, I can only suspend so much disbelief, you know, <laughs> like before I start thinking, okay, this is just. I'm not usually into like the big crazy action movies. Like, I, right. I mean, to be honest, I've never seen any of the Marvel movies. Like, I can't, I, I can't get through a Marvel movie. But like Kingsman, I, I really, really yeah. enjoyed that's cool. Because I, I don't know. It's been just Dude, cool. I love just that, fun. man. And uh, like, I'm, I'm rooting for you to, to, to pull that stuff off, we'll man. That's we'll killer. See. Yeah. So that cartoon dude, like, sounds hilarious. We could be going into an exciting time, dude. We're getting back in the race car, getting back in front of the camera. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, uh, it's weird, you know, because I don't know where I'll be in six months. Uh-huh. You know, well, I know I'm going to be racing now, but, you know, like, normally in my life, I go, I, I have no idea where I'm going to be. But... What we do have coming up is the most that I've had coming up. So yeah, the potential is... The potential is... The biggest as it's ever been. So you're about to lose your memory again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. Um, are you still drumming? Nah, you know, I... It's so funny that you ask. I haven't touched a drumstick since my last show with my band at the University of Wyoming on February 13, 2013. There's a memory. It's a memory. February 13th, 2013. Mm-hmm. Wow. So eight years, I haven't touched a drumstick. And in my head, I go, we were on tour with Ed Sheeran, like opening up arenas. Wow. You know wow. what I mean? Like, you know, playing in front of arenas. I go, I can't go from like playing in front of an arena full of people to playing in my bedroom by myself. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not in a band. I don't, I, I do miss my band. Like, I loved the band and the music and like the camaraderie of mm-hmm. the guys. But at the same time, like, I know that that is not some like a lifestyle that not that the lifestyle was bad, but like I, I can't be on the road sure. that much. We in twenty thirteen we pl- or twenty four 
no, I'm sorry, February 13, 2014. 2013, we played 300 shows. So, like, we were literally on the road the entire year. Wow. Tour bus? No, like, 15-passenger van that I was driving with the trailer, sleeping on floors. Like, we did it, like, that way. Roughing you know it. what I mean? Did, we roughed it. From arena to arena like that? Mm-hmm. What do you get paid as an opening act for Ed Sheeran? It depended. Like, if we were playing at, like, co- like universities or colleges, like, 7500 to 12000 Split between you guys? Split between us. You know, but most of the shows we'd get $1,500, 2000 guarantees, which, like, it it works. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we, we made money as a band, which is pretty rare. But, but you also band, 10x you know I mean? that on your parking lots that you own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I was telling you how I'm frugal. Like, I'm the one. They'd be like, let's get hotels. And I'd be like, look, we can. We can. Right? There's six guys. We can get two rooms, th- three rooms, whatever it is. But times that by 100 days, you know what I mean? At the end of that, that would be an extra fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 in our pockets. You know what I mean? And they worked normal day jobs. You know what I mean? Sure. That's a big amount of money. So I can always kind of convince them to like not – because I think a lot of people, like bands, they get deals or they get on tour and they, they try to do it big. They get a big tour bus or whatever it may be. Sure. And they're like – wait, we had this expense. It was cool and all, but I would have rather had the money when I came home. Right. You know what I mean? And <laughs> Steve's like... <laughs> yeah. I, I really like the tour bus. Oh, no. <laughs> I love, hey, I, yeah. I've, done, I've done the tour bus thing, too, and, I, and I, it's amazing to be driven and sure. sleep and you know show wait, up and be... Yeah, wake but, up where yeah. you're at, dude. It's oh. awesome. But we weren't at that level. You know sure. what I mean? Like, you know, we weren't at... I think it would have been silly for us to do it at the level we were at. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. someone told me once. I used to tour in bands too. I was a drummer mm-hmm. also, yeah. and somebody told me like it's not what you earn on tour; it's what you save. Yeah. That's what matters. Yeah. Like if you're trying to like get like four beers and a nice dinner every night, like yeah. you're gonna go home with nothing. You know. Well, we realized we could play you know hundreds of shows, and we knew someone in every city that would be like, "Come stay at our house. We got mm-hmm. extra bedrooms." So or you it, owned a parking lot that you could park. Yeah. In. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Though? So yeah. like, it was like cool. We knew we knew where we were going. It was it was sure. easy to to, you know, for me as I like managed the band too. So like being the the neurotic kind of planner and advancer and stuff like uh-huh. I had it all squared away and Dude, that's we did awesome. pretty good. Um, are you active on social media? I'm on social media. I'm not the most active. I, right. I should be more. I just my the last image that ever comes to my mind is to like take out my phone and take a picture. You know what I mean? So like if it's not my wife taking a photo, you know what I mean, or my wife doing it. Right. I've done some like even in the last couple months, like some really, really cool stuff. And I'm like, I don't have any pictures to share. You know what I mean? I just don't I just don't do it. I've never went back and looked at a photo that I've taken anywhere ever. Unless I'm like bored on a plane, just like fuck, but yeah. I don't get the concept of like you know, everybody's Some like, dude, do the them. Samsung Galaxy has the best fucking phone for photo taking. It's like, I'm not a photographer. I don't yeah, even give yeah. a shit. I, <laughs> I don't, I, I like having, you know, as for like a memory thing, but my wife is so good at it that I don't have to think about it. You yeah. know what I mean? My She takes great photos and of the baby. And How long have you guys been together? Uh, six years now. Married for two and a half. How'd you guys nice. meet? Uh, I, <laughs> she was a professional golfer. And I, wow. I was trying to be a golfer. That was another. And you hired her? No, a... I met her at a golf tournament, uh. at like a like a like an event, like a dinner. And as cheesy as it is, it was literally like the minute I saw her, like we locked eyes, and it was on. Like we were. What was your pickup line? To be honest, Hi, I'm she, she would Cody tell Banks. the story. <laughs> she would tell the story different because I saw her at this dinner, and I was like, I've got it, like. I'm just not the person to ever approach someone and be like, hey, you know, like, I'm Frankie. Like, I, I don't know. Like, what do you do? So I was like, if I, maybe if I'm around her, someone will introduce, I don't know. So like, I kind of like followed her around a little <laughs> bit, like creepily. Yeah. And sure enough, her friend who she was with was like, hey, do you remember me? Uh, I met you a few years ago. And I didn't, but I was like, yeah. And she, she introduced me to her friend and like, we just sat there and chatted for like five hours and, and, uh, yeah. Right. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. That's epic, dude. Lame story. No, it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was about to ask, do you have anything to, anything else to promote that you're not supposed to promote? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to be on The Surreal Life 
Uh, <laughs> seriously, on VH1, wait, wait. Uh, starting in January, I think it's going to start. They're, they're, so they're bringing that back. They brought it back, yeah. So wow. they, they put us in a this 30,000 square foot house in Mexico City a few months ago. Oh, so you already filmed it? You already filmed it. Um, and I'll say this <laughs> I was the nice person that everybody liked, and I got punched twice. So wow. I have no idea what they're going to show because the producers kept having to come in and be like, this is not what we wanted the show to be. We wanted it to be like fun and light, not like the kind of the old yeah, surreal I mean, life where it was more train wrecky. They mm-hmm. wanted it to be more like uh, us just doing this really cool stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, it was wow. It was rough. Can you say who the rest of the cast is? Probably not. Yeah, right. I think oh. it's, it's come out. Um, cool. It's Dennis Rodman. Amazing. Oh, God. Um, uh, Tamar Braxton. Um, she was. She's, Is that like Tony Braxton? Tony Braxton's sister, okay. but Tamar. She was a host of like the talk or the not okay. the view, mm-hmm. one of those. Uh-huh. Uh, she had her own reality show. Um, she won Celebrity Big Brother. Uh, Manny Mua, the YouTube yeah, yeah, yeah. makeup artist, mm-hmm. who, to be honest, if he wasn't there, him and Kim Coles. Kim Coles was on Living Single and in Living Color back in the nineties. Mm. You'd rec- you definitely would know. Okay. Yeah. If if they weren't there. There would have been a homicide. Uh, us three, we call ourselves S three, the sober three, because we we're the only ones who weren't going crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> but if they weren't there, there's no way we would have all made it through. Wow. No so Dennis Rodman wasn't sober the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> He's not part of the S three. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's the leader this, of the S three. This kid August Alsina, he um, is an R and B singer. Okay. He's I don't. I don't want. I don't care if he likes me or not. He wasn't the greatest person, but maybe I shouldn't say that. But he was the one who like had an affair with Jada Pickett Smith. Yeah, and Will like the Will Smith. Mm. Thing. I feel like she's had an affair with everybody. Yeah, I mean even me. No, but yeah, it was just it was an interesting group, and I'm really curious to see what it what they make it look like. I mean, you sold me, dude. I'm gonna check it out. For it was sure. it was gnarly. <laughs> wow, sure. mm. unbelievable! And and uh, presumably VH1 will, will have some streaming platform, but that would be a Paramount Plus. Thing. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So that's probably their motivation for for <laughs> doing it to draw more subscribers to Paramount Plus. It, yeah. Whew. I'm glad I asked that, dude. No shit. Yeah. I can do. I don't. I, it's weird because I don't know what the show is going to be. Meaning, like, you know, because they even, they have cameras in the bathrooms. They have cameras. There's not a moment right. that's not filmed, and you go. I don't know how they can't show some of this stuff, but there's so I don't know if like me being like, oh, it's going to be crazy, and they're like they cut all the crazy mm-hmm. out somehow. Mm-hmm. I have no idea, so I don't know how much I want to talk right. shit on people okay. because there were people I definitely <laughs> right. hated in that house. Wow! But but for all we know, you might end up looking like a dick on the show if they cut I don't it right. Th- I can't see that happening. Okay, okay. Other than in the last interview, I I unleashed on everybody because like, I was like I I don't want to protect these people anymore they don't deserve wow. protecting wow. So. wow fascinating very juicy stuff do, yeah. do we know when that comes out I think they're saying sometime in January I, I'm not entirely sure wow fucking fascinating dude <laughs> I've really really enjoyed talking to you no, it's dude. been cool it's been fun yeah man do we, do we have any other questions I feel like I gotta go set up the venue tonight I, I genuinely feel like I wanna be protected with this. I feel like this has been so fascinating entertaining the whole time I want to like wrap it up just so, so we, that we can we keep don't it. mess it up. Yeah, I really yeah. think it's been that that fucking fantastic, no, dude. Dude, I mean, I had questions in my head. I I set them all, man. I mean, this dude, was and, awesome. And then Paul Briskey is absolutely, uh, you know, in in your uh, super diehard fan club. Over yeah, there. for sure. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't have cable, so like Fox was like my thing, yeah. and I'm the middle of three boys. Nice, nice. Like, like I, I was Malcolm in the middle, like in my head, you yeah. know. So like, he's my mom's loud, in- my dad's quiet. Like <laughs> it was. He's dying to live in Arizona. Dying to live in Arizona. <laughs> he's following you wherever you go. He's getting into race cars. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's go home, dude. Frankie. No. <laughs> no, but, no dude, this was yeah. cool, man. It was yeah. really cool to meet no, you, and, you and get to talk fun. to you, man. Yeah, awesome. brother, man. Thank Sweet. you so thank much. You. Yeah, that was great. <laughs>
How about that episode, folks? Was that epic or what? Plus, it was brought to you by pube shavers, shit stools, and boner tablets. And I could not be more proud of that fact. So hurry up and get some holiday shopping done, folks. Again, it's manscaped.com slash stevo, squattypotty.com slash stevo, and bluechew.com with the promo stevo. Yeah, dude. Plus, come see me on the bucket list tour. If you live in America, it's a pretty strong chance I'm coming your way. Whoa! Yeah! Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri.